Pat, you are back. I, sh- I feel like I should be playing like a some type of music like it's been like a month or no. like i think it's been close to two months since you've been gone um i know oh man but you know i i kind of i was you know like i like i was telling you before we, i hit record um i know you're doing stuff with your family and then like i didn't want to bug you but then i saw you post uh your big and tall podcast that you do on the side and so that's how now it's like okay it's time to it's time to bring them back uh but welcome everybody to the Rayalos 90 podcast. I'm your host, Eddie. And as per usual, I can say this again is uh Pat. Uh Pat, let's let's get into it because I know we got a short amount of time because you gotta do some stuff. I gotta work. Um so let's talk about the classical right here. That's pretty much gonna dominate this entire episode. But Pat, uh I'm not sure how much you caught of it. Uh, but let me let me just break down the game just as quick as I can. Um at least you know the key the key important points. Uh, Monterrey opened up the scoring uh, courtesy of a really, really good shot from uh, Ponchito Gonzalez, who uh, took it off a set piece. Uh, as soon as he was going to get to the, you know, the, the box, fired off a quality shot. one nothing Monterrey. Pat, I, I, I don't know when you saw the game, but when, when you saw that goal, what did you think? Because I thought, okay... This team with Aguirre back now after, you know, having to spend some time away uh, due to isolation and breaking the, the, you know, the league's protocol with COVID. It felt like, okay, this team is back where it was before he had to, you know, before he got, you know, air quote suspended or whatever. Uh, but, you know, when, when Gonzalez scored that goal, what what were you thinking? Because I thought, okay, they, they can come away with a win. Like now, they're you know, after that, dark period where they they lost to Pachuca and Chivas they came back boom you you know you always want to get the first goal and, and have those positive vibes but what was your reaction or what was your just your thought process when you saw that first goal for a month today yeah i think it's around the same kind of the same thought process that you know we've been going through a little bit of a uh, a, a batch or like a slow moment where nothing is going right. Like you said, Vasco Aguirre not being there and uh, just the team not performing up to par. And then you thought Clásico Regio, of course, you know, even if you're in your best moment or in your worst moment, you know, something happens differently. Uh, You know, it's just a different type of game and you can just feel it and the players know it. So uh, I was either, I was expecting like a a resurgence, to put it that way, of, of this team. Uh, and I, and when that goal happened, I did think exactly what you're saying. Like, okay, yeah, we're back, back in business. We're gonna be a good team again. We're pro- not necessarily like win this game, but just in general, like, uh, you know, we're back and, and we're gonna be competitive again. So I think that was the th- thought, the thought process for me. Yeah, no, that yeah, same same with me. Um, and just really quick, just get your thoughts on Pochito Gonzalez because. He's been our best midfielder, like at least you know, offensively. Uh, I know Celso Ortiz has you know can can you know fight for that title, but just offensively, he's been better than Chavi Rodriguez. Uh, you know, he had his he had his injury problems. I I wasn't buying into him that you know to start the season. Like we we've seen this story before where he would play really good for like two games and then just fall off a cliff. Uh, but he's been really, really good. And I know, like, I haven't had you on 
for close to two months. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on your, you know, your quick uh, opinion on what you've seen from Ponchito Gonzalez, you know, the games that you've seen, uh, when you see the highlights, when you see the stats, just overall, what, what are your, what's your, you know, what's your thought on him? Yeah, um, like you said, I think uh, offensively he's been producing goals and assists, which is something, which is something he should be doing. But we all know of like what the story has been of his career in Monterey. So we kind of this kind of surprises surprises us. But it, this is the type of player that would, the, the, had the potential, you know, to do this, to be the best midfielder in a Mexican league team. Like he's doing it this season for Rayados. It's pretty crazy that it took him a long time. Well, we kind of understand the injuries, but I mean, if he's performing now, we're more than happy, especially with with you know Charlie not being uh, Charlie Rodriguez. Uh, we need a, a guy offensively uh, that can perform with goals and assists, and he's doing it. So I don't know. I'm 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 loving it. So let's get to the uh, dark part. Of the mat or the dark parts of the matches or this match, uh, uh, I, I think uh, Pachito Gonzalez scored around the 18, 19 minute mark. Uh, I don't have the I, I had the stat sheet in front of me, but I don't have it right now. Um, so then I think about the 35th minute mark or around there, like mid 30s. Uh, that's when the first Tigres goal falls, and it comes off uh, across into the box. Uh, look. Let's break down this play because a lot of people who are pro Hugo Gonzalez, even though they're not that many, um, say that Cesar Montes lost um, lost his man, uh, uh, Carlos Gonzalez, which is true. He did. Cesar Montes, you know, lost sight of, of the guy behind him, uh, and you know the header went in. But I still feel that the goalkeeper should have. Uh, reacted quicker when, when obviously when you slow down a play it looks you know you're thinking in slow motion rather than real time but still i just i see that play in real time and it's just like those reflexes man it's just like he's slow to Hugo gonzalez is slow to react and it's just like oh here we go again pat what did you make of that goal who do you blame or like I, i'm pretty sure Cesar Montes has some blame. Hugo Gonzalez has some blame. But your percentage, you know, how much is it Hugo Gonzalez's fault? How much is it Cesar Montes' fault? What did you make of that uh, of that goal that, that, for me, shouldn't should have been stopped? Like, it shouldn't have gone in. No, yeah. I think even if... I know Cesar Montes did lose his man. But I, I think even if, the, if Carlos Gonzalez, uh, you know, heads it by himself, it's still a very savable shot. It's very savable. It's in his own post. Uh, the, the the bounce is not like a horrible bounce. It's just a normal bounce in front of him. It's not like it's really close. You know, it's uh, the ball ends up going past him, like right beside his like torso area. So it's it's so weird that uh, that the that he just couldn't do it. You know, like the reflexes were 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 just not there. So um, I don't know. Uh, it's something that. Maybe with the fans and in Tigres' stadium, we, we saw that it's just it's a complicated situation for him. Yeah, and let's just talk about that because obviously Twitter wasn't kind to the wasn't kind to him. I'm pretty sure the talk shows weren't kind to him, uh, or you know Hugo Gonzalez. Uh, and 
I don't know. Like Pat, you when I remember when when, when we were talking about Uwe Gonzalez's return, you were like optimistic because I remember you would put some stats. You're like, okay, you know what? Maybe this this you know spell with Nekaxa can you know brought him some confidence that he can maybe you know relay it into a return to to Monterrey. And obviously, we saw how the repechaje with Puebla went, with Puebla went, and then we seen this game against Tigres because. Like we've said in the past, you, you can make quality saves against Querétaro middle of the season. That's not what we care about. What we care about is what you do in the important games. Uh, and we've seen him fall on his face twice now. And a lot of people just have had enough of him. Like, let's just, let's move on. What What is your reaction now, Pat? You've seen the guy in, in key, key moments again in his second stint kind of fall on his face. He he has one more opportunity, I guess. But what do you make of his performance uh, against Tigres? And just overall, like, like I said, you were, you were optimistic heading in, heading into this uh, second stint, but now close to what more than a year later, or close to at least a year. What what do you make of this uh, U Gonzalez era? Uh, well, so far, I think it's been what we know, what we've seen. Um, we kind of we kind of were hopeful that he will regain confidence with uh, with no fans. We see that it's still complicated for him with even without fans, and now coming back with fans and with this game, all the blame he's taking, everything that's been going around, uh, you know, in, in in social media about him. I, I don't know where he stands. Like I know we kind of know where the fans stand, but wh- where does he stand? Does he still need? The, or does he still have the, that feeling of revenge, of, of trying to make it right for the fans? Or is he like, okay, I'm checking out. Uh, I don't care anymore. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'll give after the season. That's what I want to know, you know, because I guess the fans will never change. We never, or most of the fans never changed. And the, he has not proven otherwise. So I think that's, that's my position. Like, I want to know if he's like actually trying to work, whether it's, psychologically or mentally i don't know but i don't know if he's putting in that work yeah because i mean he he won with america so it's not like oh well he 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 just can't handle playing at a at a club where it's like no you gotta you gotta win the league you gotta win trophies we're demanding of you so it's not it's not like it's that i don't know maybe it's just playing um up north i don't know i i have no reasonable explanation for why he just crumbles in these pressure situations with Monterrey like there's no reasonable explanation um but personally are you done with him like are you like okay you know what we've tried this a second time it obviously it obviously hasn't worked or are you like okay I'm gonna reserve judgment for the Ligia Repechaje or whatever Monterrey ends up with where are you at like is it are you done with them let's just move on from him in the summer uh, obviously, uh, we're recording on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Javier Aguirre kind of, def- you know, he defended him. He said he's in good spirits. Obviously, you know, he's not going to throw the player under the bus. <laughs> uh, and then I guess Miguel Ayunta also said, you know, he's in good spirits, whatever. You know, his teammates are going to throw him under the bus. But you, as a fan, are you done with them? Are you ready to move on? Uh, I was, I was, you know, I was one of the guys that were hopeful of his return and he'll be he'll do better and he'll he'll work for his spot and kind of do, get that revenge but 
after after this past two seasons, I don't know if he's, you know, we saw it against Puebla and, and that little repechaje. We're seeing it now this season. We're obviously in the next stage of, 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 of you know, we're going to the Liguilla and all that. And, and, you know, I don't know if this team has the potential to be champions, but, um, but, um, but I'm sure... I'm sure he'll get into a difficult situation. I just don't have that hope anymore that he'll yeah. try to get revenge, you know. So I'm I, I'm I'm fine if, if we're done with him. I just I'm just thinking about the replacements, you know. Yeah, that's where I was actually gonna that's talk. I was yeah, no, I was gonna ask you really quickly. Are you confident going with Monchis Cardenas? Because I don't know if it's you or Rompas who would say, you know, if I, what's the deal if Monchis can't try to at least beat out, you know, Hugo Gonzalez? He's had two uh, coaches, but they, uh, maybe it's just like hierarchy or whatever. But are you someone that's, that wants to give him a chance? Or are you saying, you know what, I'm going to look, you know, abroad, whether it, you know, it's a foreign goalkeeper or, or, or someone else in, within Liga MX? Are, are you uh, going to give Monchis? Uh, at least you know a tournament or are you saying you know what we, we need to get someone that's that's played in big games that has experienced in big games uh that has delivered in big games because that's what Barovero has that Hugo Gonzalez doesn't like he's Barovero had despite being 36 years old he had those those you know those war uh, scars from playing yeah. in like Libertadores mm -hmm. matches and finals and, and, and winning trophies. So he had, despite being out of his prime, he, he had that and he knew what it takes. He knew, he knew how to elevate his game when the team needed. Yes, he messed up in a couple of matches where it's like, oh, he could have made that save maybe if he was like six years younger, but at 36 mm -hmm. years old, you really can't do, you're not as flexible as you used to be, or at least, you know, your reflexes aren't as quick. But are you someone that's saying, you know what, I'd rather look outside someone that's shown at least some type of, uh, you know, uh, you know, performance in high, you know, high, high, high intense matches. Where are you at with uh, a possible replacement or are you going with uh, Cardenas uh, just because he's he's shown you a little bit what he can do? Yeah, I think the fan in me wants... Um... You know, the, I'm really kind of eager as a fan to for this team to win championships every season because we really need to play catch up. I mean, we're we're really a team that has had the potential of winning a championship for the last 20 tournaments or more. Like we're not a whatever team from 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 Monterey. We're we're a big team now who's got big budget to spend, big players, big coaches. Big everything, El Barrial, the stadium, everything is 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 around the team. is is a team that wins championships, and we're just not winning them. So that 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 fan in me wants the the big name goalkeeper to come and, and yeah. you know be a be a superstar in the league and and be a, a a brick wall. But also, there's also the fan in me from from when I was little, when the team wasn't as good, when we were fighting for Liguilla spots, even or not even. So and that also kind of gives you that. Okay, I want the players that feel that same love for the team to have the opportunities, like Mochis Cardenas uh, does. So, I'm in a I'm in a little bit of a debate on that one for me. Um, and whichever I, I think whatever happens or whatever the decision is, I'll, I'll yeah. be fine with it. 
but yeah, I'm in that debate. Yeah, I'm. I I think I just want to know what type. I wish I could really know what what their budget is or what like what 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 does it look like? Just because then I can you know start putting together a picture of what what they're gonna go after. Just because there's a lot of other areas that they really do need to address. But I'm with you. But I don't know. I guess I'm leaning towards get that bonafide goalkeeper that makes you feel secure. Like, and that has that big game experience. Like, you've seen him come up in important matches where it's like, he'll make the the impossible save. Uh, or at least, you know, he'll put in a five-save performance, you know? So stuff like stuff like that I would look for. Uh, but then I also, like, got it in us because he's done stuff for the club uh, when he's been called upon. So it's like, okay, you know, you're really torn. Uh, but I would like to just see, just come, just give me stability in that net. You know, just give me stability. That's all I ask for. Uh, but let's move on into the game. Uh, the next dark part of this, um, of the game was the call to, or whether they called the penalty uh, in the second half against, uh, against Monterrey, it was against uh, Kranoviter. Pat, was it a, was it a foul? Because they didn't even go to VAR for it. I am still adamant that it's not a penalty, that, that they should have gone to VAR, but they chose not to worry you when you saw that play. Uh, because for me, it just it, it wasn't a foul. And then after that, I just figured that everything was going to go downhill. And it kind of mm-hmm. did because it, it felt like, okay, this, this, it's not going to be our night. And then we saw the Rogelio Funes Modi shots where one of them hit the post. And instead of like, you know, when it hit at an angle where it can like ricochet in, no, it just mm-hmm. hit and then just went straight to Noel Guzman. And then there was the other one where Noel Guzman was able to make like a diving save to deny Funes Modi. So that's that and, and, the, and, the, and the foul call made me realize that it wasn't going to be our night. Like that's where it's like, okay, nothing's going to go our way tonight. Uh, but where were you? Uh, on the foul call, do you think the refs got it right? Uh, or are you, you know, like the majority of us or the majority of us saying, hey, this, w- this wasn't a foul and why didn't you go check it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't see a foul. But I just, I, I, I mean, I wish I could, <laughs> I could like know or hear that communications between the refs and the VAR and all that. But I just didn't see a foul at all, and and that's and that's a foul that okay, if you're the ref on the field, you kind of get mistaken. That's fine, but you have VAR for some reason. Um, so I don't know. I, I I mean, apart from that, I just don't see a foul, and that's obviously if that foul isn't called, there's no penalty, there's no goal, there's no <laughs> mess at the end of the game. Uh, but I just didn't see it at all. Let's get to the let's get to that mess. Uh... There was two two messes actually. There was one where uh, Sebastian Vegas was being physical with uh, his defending on Andre Pierre Gignac, and once the foul was called, he gives him a little shove at the end. Look, I'm that happens at the end of sports. Like, if you're being physical with someone, you're gonna make sure that you know they know you're gonna be physical all all night or you know all throughout the game. So like that's not really a big deal if you watch sports. I mean, if you, especially if you watch contact sports like like football and 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 hockey and, and basketball, where it's like they'll give you a little shove at the end just to let you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna be on you. So it's not really that. 
And then, you know, but Gignac doesn't, doesn't like it. So he goes up to Vegas. Vegas, they, you know, have an, ex- an exchange. Vegas gets the red car. He leaves. Uh, I think that was towards at least, I think, like the 86th, 88th minute around. That was pretty much towards the end of the game. Uh, and then the other mess was where, um, I don't know who it was that, I think it was Senso Ortiz, um, you know, that was, um, I don't know how it started, yeah. but it was, it involved Carioca. That's all yeah, I Yeah, Senso and, and Carioca. Yeah. Carioca. So, like, I was like, oh, who's the other player? I know it was Carioca. Uh, but then that was that mess. You see Javier Aguirre um, trying to stop. I think Carioca shoves Charlie Rodriguez. Yeah. So he gets suspended for that mess. Uh, so what were your, well, you know, obviously, I mean, as much as it, it would have been more fun if the game was like tied or at least we were winning just because it adds that like flavor to, to classicals that, that you love to see. I know it's not like good, like morale wise to see fighting and just to see all that. But man, it's just like, this is what I, this is what I, this is what I want in my, you know, like rivalries. But what, what did you make of those two instances? Because obviously uh, the foul call, the missed opportunities, you know, Gignac converting the, the penalty opportunity to go up to one, Monterrey could not buy a goal. Just either they just couldn't, you know, find the back of the net because just luck was on on their side. But but what did you make of those two instances? Because it obviously felt like tempers were already fuming just because it, it was it was a frustrating night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like you said. I think uh, if you're winning or if, you're, if the game is tied, it's it's the best. I don't know. It just adds to the. To 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 what the game is, uh, you know, tempers flaring and uh, everybody just playing their heart out, passion. So I, I like it, but like you said, it, you're losing. You you want everything to finish as soon as possible so you can have another opportunity to score a goal. Um, uh, but apart from that, I think everything was handled. And I, I, I mean, I love that Aguirre got into it, uh, eh, but everything was handled, I think, pretty fast. It could have been much, much worse, I th- because you know you're playing a game against your, against your biggest rival, you're losing. Um, but apart from that, that Vegas and, and Guignac instance, I, I, I don't know. It's bad for Vegas to get suspended. Obviously, yeah, that's what I was going to touch on next. <laughs> you know, he got, and I can just might as well just add it in there. Vegas has been suspended uh, one or three games, one for the, you know, receiving the red card that you normally get, you know, suspension wise. And then, but the other two are tacked on for verbally abusing the referee. So that, that was a league's uh, decision on why he got suspended. And also Rogelio Funes Mori is suspended for the game against Mazatlan for yellow card accumulation. So those are the uh, two key players that will be out, uh, at least for the Mazatlan game, Vegas yeah. will be out, if, whether it's a Repechaje game or a quarterfinals uh, Liguilla matchup. Those two games, he will be out. So Monterrey will be eight without arguably their best defender of the season. Yeah, no, and, and, and Vegas, and just to add it to that, Vegas, um, you, love, you love to see him get that passion. In Is that he the captain important. for you? Is he yeah, the captain? I mean, yeah, because I mean, that's something I, for, I forgot to mention with the. Uh, what Dugo Gonzalez like? He's the captain, but it just doesn't feel like he's captain material. And I know a lot of people on social media were saying, like, yes, Vegas, you know, 
some will say, you know, reacted irresponsibly just because now it's cost them three games or, you know, three, obviously the right, the, the yellow card or the red card, you know, he wasn't going to suspend it, but then there's the, 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 the verbal abuse of the, of the ref. But still, I mean, is, is he the captain for you? Like if, if he sticks around past this summer, does he get the captain's armband? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think so. I think so. I mean, he showed that passion and that love for the, for the badger wearing, in the most important game. So you've got to put him up there because Hugo Gonzalez, like you said, he just doesn't seem to have that. Uh, maybe, I, you know, we don't know what he's mm-hmm. done yeah. in training or whatever, but what from what we see in the matches, in the game, on the field, Vegas just fucking loves this game and he loves defending the colors he, he's he's wearing. So uh, I, would, I, I would love for them to give him the badge or, yeah, the captain armband, but... I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be. It's also, it's also a tough decision if if Hugo Gonzalez sticks around and and Javier Aguirre decides to to maintain him as as or to remove him the as armband for him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we'll yeah. No, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so let's move on to. We're recording this, like I said, on a Wednesday afternoon. So Monterrey will play the Columbus Crew. Um, I did a couple podcast recordings, you know, covering the game. So we're, we're, we really don't need to talk about it. But, I, you know, since you haven't really touched on it much and you follow the MLS, overall, just give your over the two legs. I know just because when people listen to this, the first game will be played and we don't know the result yet. So we're talking as two guys that don't know whether Monterrey lost, Monterrey won, there was a draw, whatever. But what are your expectations heading into this game? Uh, against the, the the crew who you know won the MLS Cup last season. Um, uh, I, I, I think Monterrey will do f- absolutely fine. I think Columbus Crew is still you know MLS is just starting and Monterrey already have 17 weeks on their belt. So I think that's what normally happens with the the Conca Champions and why the Mexican teams always have like the better rhythm. And the Columbus crew, I mean, they're a good team. Obviously, they're very well coached and all that. They've got some good players. But I think Monterey's level is ahead of them. I mean, it shouldn't be a hard, hard, um, you know, two-legged battle for, for Rayados. Uh, especially, you know, closing, it, closing at home uh, with, this, with this first leg. You know, uh, it's fine if we tie. It shouldn't be like the... It shouldn't be that bad. But uh, this is a, a tie or, or a two-legged battle that should be easily won by Monterey, I think. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking that they'd go like split squad or at least, you know, 60 to 70% of the starters. Uh, and then, you know, let the horses loose at home and then just win it at home because I think they did something similar, although in reverse, you know, fashion uh, against Atlanta United where, you know, they, they played all their starters in that first leg and they had they got that 3 nothing lead and then went with like... 60%, maybe 50% of the starters in Atlanta. Uh, and that was enough to like secure the one because of, of the, the advantage they had. And I think they're going to probably do something similar because Vincent Janssen isn't playing. Maxi Mesa, or at least they didn't travel. Maxi Mesa didn't travel. And I think Ponchito Gonzalez didn't travel. Those are the three guys. Just because they they also had to keep an eye on uh, against Mazatlan uh, because Monterrey controls their destiny. They they can either win and you know clinch top four and don't have to worry about repechaje or lose or draw. Uh, and then they had to probably worry about, you know, not finishing in the top four, or at least not 
having to rely on other people to help them. Um, but Pat, where do you just to wrap this part up because I do have one more topic uh, to talk about. But where where do you stand? Do you think Monterrey will be able to clinch uh, top four against Mazatlan, or do you see them, you know, dropping the ball again because they had this they had this same situation with them last tournament where, where I think it was against Chivas where all they had to do is win, uh, and they would you know clinch top four. Obviously that didn't happen. They get Puebla, and we you know we know what we know what happened next. Uh, but what were your thoughts? I know Mazatlan isn't Chivas, but still, it's yeah, it's hard to trust Monterrey a little bit when they when they're you know when they control their own destiny. But where are you at uh, heading into this final week of the season? Yeah, I think that's what you said is key. Is key. Monterrey is hard hard to trust right now, uh, and Mazatlan has been doing well. Apparently, this last few weeks they've been getting some good results. I still do expect Monterey to win it. Uh, I think the bad blood that they probably have from that Tigres match will, will will definitely have them motivated to to you know get that top four, especially if we get some good uh, result against Columbus in that first leg, and you know players come motiv- motivated. You add those two things, and I think Mazatlan uh, can get some goals scored on. Uh, and that's more of what I'm hoping. But I think at the end of the day, it's exact. I mean, I think the best way to describe Monterey is exactly what you said, where they they are hard to trust. Uh, you know, we're kind of we're kind of closing the season on a bad note, and it could be a perfect opportunity to not close it in a bad note, but it it could also be just the the perfect bad ending for the season. Yeah, <laughs> so, no. And and now with fans in the in the yeah. stadiums at least at thirty percent capacity, they're gonna they're gonna start hearing things uh, from them, and I'm pretty sure the mics are gonna pick them up just because it's just not that amount of, not you know it's not as full as, as you know it, it it used to be at at the moment. But Pat, uh, last topic transfers. Um, one significant like I don't know how you know there's a lot of rumors on this one, but I, I'm just going with caution just because. Nobody from, you know, the guys that, that cover Monterrey or at least report on Monterrey have, haven't talked about it that much, but it's been on, you know, I guess credible uh, websites like, like uh, IS. Um, so I, I think we can talk about it just, just, just to add content. But uh, reportedly, uh, Monterrey is either interested or they have some type of an agreement with uh, America de Cali left winger, uh, Duvan Vergara. Pat, I know you follow South American soccer. I know you follow Libertadores too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts when you read that rumor about, you know, possibly, you know, Monterrey bringing the Colombian in to, to be that, you know, because Monterrey def- desperately needs a left winger. Yeah. Uh, where, where are you on that rumor? Uh, and where are you at with other positions now that you've gotten a full season that you would say, hey, this is the one, this is where we need to upgrade? Yeah, um, I remember it's kind of like um, it's kind of like coming back because it was it used to be that rumor had happened uh, a few months ago. Well, not a few months. It was in 2019, at the end of 2019, uh, where they were talking to the to the team. They were talking to 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 the player and. I remember that um, that tweet kind of blew up uh, and I started 
talking to some Colombian, you know, journalists or people that follow Colombian football, and they talked to me a little bit about Duran Vergara. I mean, uh, it's it's not it's not like the, you know, we're not signing, we're not signing the greatest player ever, the next best left winger in the league, but he could be, um, you know, he could. He could definitely be a good addition to the team, especially with what you said, not having anything uh, in that position. So, and and actually, Duan Bergara at one point talked a little bit about that interest. They asked him about it, and he he you know he just he just didn't say anything like you normally you normally see those players say. Yeah. But uh, you know whatever whatever comes, it's good. I just. I remember talking to some people, like I said, and and some people told me like he can score, a, he can score a goal like two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, and then disappear for, for for five. So yeah, it it, it sounds like a Monterey signing. <laughs> yeah, no, so because I I watched um, uh, I, I watched uh, America de Cali against uh, Atlético Minero, and I, that's something a lot of people were saying, just just you know lurking, you know when, when you search a player on Twitter, you're just lurking and seeing what people are saying, and pretty much what you just said there at the end, where it's like, yeah, he'll give you two like, like games where it's like, why isn't this guy called up for the you know Colombian national team, and then he'll go missing for like a certain amount of games. It's like, yeah, that that sounds like a player Monterrey is used to to signing. Uh, but I mean, he's won two league titles with America de Cali. Um, you know, he's 24 years old. I mean, I like the player, but man, just that, that part where, where you said, or, or, you know, where I've read as well that he can go missing. And that's something I don't, I don't like, look, I I understand that players are not going to always get up for all games. Like, for example, you're not going to get up against middle of the season against, you know, again, Querétaro or, so, or something like that. And then, you know, you, you expect your team to win, but, you know, you know, it's it's hard for a player to get up for that type of match. And I, I would just go back and look at the tape, you know, how big of a factor is he when, when you know, America de Cali was in their, their Liga uh, that, and how he was in those finals that they won. Uh, the league title and how is he when they're in Copa Libertadores and stuff like that. So I would, I would look at those games just to see because look, man, like I understand sports. I understand that you can't get like I said, you can't get up for all the games, but at least show up when we need you. And that's that's pretty much all I think most of us will ask. If you show up against Tigres, if you show up in the Liga games, I'm pretty sure we can live with you playing uh, okay. Uh, against you know the likes of Querétaro or whatever, but still, it, it that's that's just the only worrying part of this interest. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see if if either they pursue this, the, the you know they either pursue the player, or they decide to go elsewhere. But to me, they have to just involve Aguirre to make sure this guy fits whatever he's trying to do. Uh, but Pat, before we go, any other positions do you think that they need to be interested in, and anything else you want to add? Like I said, you haven't been here. In, in almost two months, what what are some stuff that you want to get off your chest, uh, or if anything you want to get off your chest? But what other positions do you think Monterrey needs to add, or, or you know at least improve on in the summer? How many recruits? Uh, because you know it's we're already going to get to that part of, uh, part of the you know of the calendar where it's like okay now 
transfer rumors are going to start flying. So, but what what positions now that that you've seen this team play under Aguirre for you know multiple games? Where, where are you at with this uh, with the needs for this team? Um, well, I think goalkeeper. If if you know if everything goes like it has gone before with Hugo Gonzalez, uh, I think a winger or two wingers maybe to replace both Aviles and Dorlan. Um, I can think of maybe uh, I think I, I can think of maybe those three, but it just depends. I feel like I feel like we you know we might need if you know depending on on the names that leave maybe something big in the midfield leaves maybe mm -hmm. some of the two forwards of like Jansen and Funes Mori leave I don't think so but you know if one of those two leave I'll, I'll replace I wouldn't sign anything I would keep those bases like they are right now yeah. but the the things we need to replace force the replacement is the wingers and maybe the goalkeeper as well so but but, but Monterrey needs to not be scared I feel like they're just scared of of making Dorlambon sad or Aviles like you, you've had them for <laughs> ages you've paid them millions of dollars just let them go they'll be fine yeah um it just it, the only like the only like problem I'll have with that is I hope that they don't pay too much of their salary like uh like yes you want them to go away but you don't also don't want to do something you know financially irresponsible where you're paying like 70% of the salary just, just to have them go away um you know uh but we'll see what happens I, they, if they do leave they're gonna have to you know bite some of their salary i don't know how much i wouldn't go more than half of their salary um but we'll see what happens with those two uh i, I would like to see some type of a left back just to bring some competition to gallardo because i think gallardo's now gotten too relaxed for me like his antics are sometimes yeah. funny and, and everybody will have a laugh but then sometimes it's like getting like silly red cards that 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 sometimes like kind of like oh make you shake your head so i would like to see them you know it doesn't have to be like a real world class not a world class but someone you know that that can at least be on his level and bring some type of competition and then like you said in the midfield for me i would like to see four to five new players um uh, just because they didn't do anything in the winter so like now they really got to make up for it in in the summer uh but we'll see what happens there pat Anything else you want to add? Anything else that you know over these last two months that you didn't get off get to get off your chest that you want to just say uh, before we go? Um, I'm trying to get relaxed. Maybe take this uh, postseason that we're about to get into relax with no expectations, and then when the off season comes, I'll try and and, and uh, analyze because I feel like. <laughs> Since we've been doing this podcast, we've talked about, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like we've talked about literally the same thing. Uh, <laughs> just because Monterey does, they're, they're crazy. They just do the exact same thing every single offseason. So we got to help we've talked, them. We've like, talked more <laughs> about coaching changes than like actual new players, like quality players. That's like Vincent Jansen was like one of the last like... Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, oh, Sebastian Vegas. But Sebastian Vegas, we kind of already knew just because yeah. he played with Morelia. So it's like, oh, it's yeah. a really good... Like, we know, we know it was a really good signing just because they got him on a loan and it wasn't, like, an expensive, like, option yeah. to buy. Like, 
okay, like you know, we saw what what he's capable of. Like we didn't, he did, they didn't bring someone like, oh, who's this like yeah. player? Like what, what what can we expect from that? But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. We feel like we talk more about coaching changes and coaching by someone <laughs> that needs to get fired uh, exactly. more than we had. Like, damn, this this, this team needs like. This team brought in like five recruits. Like, oh shit! Like now, now we're talking. Now you know, they they they're not messing around. Uh, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. No, yeah, we've 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 talked about more like about how this you know the 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 board and the executives and 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 the coaching and everything. It just they just happen to they just it just seems like they're just doing the same routine every single off season. And we need a, an actual big change in this team. Like. It just seems repetitive at this point for for Monterey and what they're doing. So hopefully after this offseason, even if we win it all or, or, or not, we know we, we need to talk about what Monterey needs to actually do. And we kind of know. So we can put it in, in a little bit of a nice podcast and send it over to Julio Davino and maybe he yes, can. Yes, we can. I mean, Rompas has told us that that people there listen. So, so hopefully they can, they can listen. Um, but Pat... Great to have you back. I will bug you uh, once the Liga starts because I know, like you said, you're gonna try to be calm. But knowing you, you're gonna yeah. you're, you're gonna let your fandom take over, and you're just gonna sure. be angry, uh, especially if Monterrey doesn't, you know, secure a, a Liga spot against uh, Mazatlan, which they should. Uh, but Pat, yeah. where can people find you? I know you haven't been as active on Twitter. You're starting to slowly become a little bit more active, and, and obviously you're doing some other projects. But where can people find you? Where can like people look at? Uh, you know, where can they also find your other work that you do uh, aside from you know working at BN Sports? Yeah, I think everything on Twitter, tsunami picks. Uh, I've been really inactive, which is not normal. Or I've been pretty. Actually, I've been normal because I'm. Uh, you guys know I'm. Uh, I'm there all day. I just haven't been posting a lot this past few weeks, maybe even a couple months, but. Uh, but everything, obviously, that that happens and that I'm working on, it's it's there on Twitter, and uh, we can talk over there. More rayados. Yeah. Uh, so for Pat, I'm Eddie. Thanks for listening. <laughs>